The winemakers are up next, but first, check out this other great show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Destination Eat Drink. We're in Windsor, England for Royal Gardens, Brew Pubs, and the Queen on Lockdown. So during the lockdown, she's been, you know, locking down just like us, like all of us. In a little more luxury than us, Alice. (laughs) (laughs) But... Your, your point is well taken. <laughs> yeah. Download Destination Eat Drink today on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Couture, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys have to say this week. Hey, welcome to the winemakers, everyone. This is Brian Casey with Sam Katuri, John Myers, and Bart Hansen. Got a full boat today. Happy New hey, Year. Hey. That's right. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy uh <laughs> it's been starting off starting off pretty crazy. Just just uh, I just saw somebody call yesterday, uh December 37th, uh yeah. 2020. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's like the, the clock is stuck. Yeah. Well, we had some amazing things going on in this country yesterday, gentlemen. Yeah. So amazing is a way to describe it. <laughs> I think that yesterday ended uh, many people's dry Januaries. I think that's that's the best thing that that came out of yesterday. <laughs> a lot of people were like, "Yeah, I made it five days. I think I'm gonna yeah. open a bottle of wine today." Yeah, I'm a little. Uh, I'm in that boat. <laughs> the, a little. The, you know, dry January just doesn't ever sing to me. I, you know, I, I I'm not gonna not taste wine. And once you tasted wine, you may as well just, you know, drink wine. I, I, I don't know. It's just not my thing. I'll exercise more. I'll, I'll, I, I have, I am not drinking beer for the month of January. Um, oh, that's good. And, and yeah. uh, because that certainly is a bunch of ex- extra empty calories, but um, yeah, dry January. What's that mean? I, I, I'm, you know, we're going to experience a dry January for the next couple of weeks, according to the meteorologists. Uh, that's the only dry January that has any that has any resonance with me is, you know, I'd like it to not be a dry January. We, we need some rain. Uh, so uh, that's that's all. I, I got nothing else to say about dry January. <laughs> Ryan, you've you've done sober October before, you know, right? I have. And, you know, I I keep telling myself that I'm going to stop for a month and then and then, you know, then just don't. You know, the Reality other day, sets in. well, or, or something like the other day when uh, Bart and I got on with uh, MJ Taller, um, black wine guy, he was doing a little a Zoom meeting to celebrate the, the end of his first run of podcasts and, and everyone, you know, I was, it's, what time was it? It was like one o'clock in the afternoon or something. And, yeah, and um, so I, I get on there and everyone's talking about what they're drinking. They're all cheers in each other. And so I went and grabbed a bottle of Cayman Sauvignon Blanc and opened nice. it up and then, so then just had a little bit of it, but then I'm like, now I got an open bottle. I'm not just going to let that go to waste sitting in my fridge. So of course I got to kill that thing later that night. And now you're, now they, they pulled me back in. <laughs> <laughs> It'll all be okay, Brian. It's all MJ's yeah. fault. Just, just blame MJ. Yeah. So how was his first uh, session of podcasting? Is he enjoying it? Um, Such a nice guy. He really is. Yeah. I, I, I think he's really having a good time. Um, he and I stay in pretty good touch and, 
um, you know, he's very supportive of all of the, of the support that our podcast has given him. And, um, you know, he, he's a, he's a great guy. I've, I've listened to all of the podcasts. I really like them. Um, it's, you know, it's a lot of, it's not a lot of producers. Um, it's mainly been, you know, back East focused at this point. Um, but they're all really thoughtful people and he inspires some thoughtful conversation, which tends to make me think. And since I'm kind of a brain dead, um, winemaker, um, you know, anytime I can think about, uh, can we make a t-shirt out of that? Just, a, just another brain dead winemaker. <laughs> we could, that could be an addition to our top 10 shirt. Um, sure. Anyway, I, I really enjoy his podcast. So um, I'll leave it at that. Now the, the guest list has been uh, nothing short of impressive over the past 10 shows that he put together. And um, you know, uh, it, it obviously has a plan and a strategy unlike us. He did 10 shows and released them and then is taking time off, um, which is, you know, I guess the way that normal people do normal podcasts. Um, that we don't do that. <laughs> yeah, he's also got a sponsor already. So, right. Um, All right. You know, um, you know, and a I producer, a, right? And a producer. And a producer. Who, and who, a studio. Who, I didn't know that until the other day that she, for two years, she worked for Burt Kreischer. Um, who I don't know machine. if you guys know the, no, the machine. He's a he's a stand-up comic, who's uh, kind of he's in a stand-up. The, he's yeah, he's a stand-up comic that takes his shirt off all the time, and not because he has a, a six-pack. <laughs> I mean, he, he might have a case. He's got a case. <laughs> no, <laughs> what he has is a keg. No, it's he's a, got a keg. barrel. Yeah, it's a keg. Um, <laughs> Well, that's just what you wear on the floor of the U.S. Senate now, right? You just take your shirt off, put your Viking hat on, and go to work. <laughs> yeah, I think I saw Mel Gibson in that crowd. Yeah, yeah. you gotta, you gotta have the body paint, though. Oh my yep. How oh, cool! Um, you that? know, I was thinking, as you know, this is probably something that now you know. And I'll save it. We'll talk about it off air. Speaking of our own sponsorships, <laughs> I had an epiphany the other day, but. Yeah. Also, well, no, you got to No, you got to you, uh, you can't do that. You got well, so what we need what is, to get, is it going to get you in trouble? Like, no, who? no okay, you're, then say it. You're right. You're right. So maybe, you know, we've always so for you listeners, you know, it would be nice if we had some sponsorship, you know, but um, uh, you could just send but, us money we, too, people. Right. Out there. Well, well and that's, you know, Venmo. people have done <laughs> Levy. Levy had a thing where you would just call and you would just um, send him money. Um, you know, that could be something, um, but you know, we've talked about, you know, what sort of, <laughs> what sort of, um, sponsorship we have and with keeping it, uh, legit, I guess. Anyway, right. what the thought I had was, you know, maybe, um, uh, uh, uh Galoni could do it or maybe get Jeb, maybe Jeb would like to advertise, um, you know, I, I'm, you know. Look, anybody who's willing to send us money and attach their name to our ridiculousness, um, I'm, I'm all for. <laughs> At this point. Brian, <laughs> Brian's gotten very quiet and he's just shaking his head. <laughs> yeah, I, people sending me money, then, then, then I'd feel obligated to actually show up the next week, you know? Right now, it's I do it because I want to do it, not because I have to do it. Okay, then then that settles it. Then we'll just see it the way it is. You know, quite frankly, it's the advertiser who gets the editorial integrity. 
of, of being on the show. It's not that we're benefit who could benefit the most that, you know, from being on the show. If you were a company, would you want to be on here? I would. I, You've got I mean, dedicated listeners who are listening for an hour and they want to know what you you're an influencer. That's it. I to, think to I, cop a phrase from from somewhere else from the media, the <laughs> social media folks. You know, you know who I think could help who, who needs a little help maybe is spark. Um, uh, the pot. Oh. People? Yeah, because check this out. So my my joint down the street had a COVID outbreak right uh, around Christmas, like the week before. So they were closed for for maybe like a week at a time when the need was high. Right. So, so I'm like, I'm like, okay, let me check out this new spot. I never been to spark before. They, it was, it was like going into someone's garage and, and people just kind of running around like with their, it was weird, man. Cause you're used, I was used to going to mercy where it was, it was such a, like a, everything was set up to a T like the, the protocol and everything that happens. And then to go to, go to spark, I was like, it just seemed like a bunch of kids that were, selling weed out of their out of their garage <laughs> and it was weird and then they were doing these deals where it was um um buy an eighth get an eighth for free that was on the 2020 stuff but if you bought some 2019 stuff it was buy two get two buy one get three for, it was basically you could get like give... you could get like a half an ounce for like 25 bucks or something it was crazy <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on over there. I don't know who's running that place. But yeah, in the old days, you'd do that, and then you'd go down to the school and then sell the sell it and make a profit. But there's nobody (laughs) at school anymore. So (laughs) well, and they'd probably be like, "No, we just head over to Spark." (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I'm just gonna. That's a wow. (laughs) Uh, If we're we're on the topic, there's something that um, I've just found out a little bit more about, um, and it's kind of an interesting sort of close of 2020 and smoke taint and all those things. Um, Enterprise Vineyards sold not even that much grapes to a, uh, a, a gummy manufacturer in LA who juiced the grapes. And um, I guess in March, they will be releasing and it's branded like the, it's the name of the company is like Rose LA or something. And they're doing gummies with, with prominent chefs all over California. So like right now they have one out that's Dominique Crenn from, you know, Atelier, you know, Michelin yeah. star. Um, and they're going to put Arden out here in Sonoma. Uh, yeah. Um, they're going to put out uh, a steel plow Grenache Medicaid, you know, cannabis gummy um, that will be, available at retail pot shops in California come I think sometime in March. Uh, See, so, now that, that'd be a cool sponsor. That'd be a cool sponsor right there. Especially right? if we had one in Sonoma. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Well I'll get you I'll get you a box of the gummies, John. You don't you don't <laughs> you don't have to go to the pot shop. But uh you know but one I think day it's there a might good be. idea, Sam. I think we need it. I think they need oh. to finish it up, man. Uh you know, I mean um talk about snatching defeat from the jaws of victory and, and as the Sonoma City Council can you know is uniquely qualified to do we were they had a approved location and it was going to be a spark dispensary where uh, that old like the Plaza Tequila and whatever it's yeah the old Mexican restaurant the old Mexican on Highway restaurants 12. on Highway 12 it's uh, it's a 
It's a great location. And then. And that's not going to happen now. It's not. Here we go. Um, it's not not going to happen, but um, there was shenanigans with the city council where um, the, the, I guess now former city council member, Rachel Hundley had to rescind her vote because her husband is a lobbyist who was working on some cannabis issue and she didn't, she didn't disclose that before the vote. So the, the lawyers said to rescind the vote. And then all of a sudden now it wasn't, you know, there's only five members. So it was a two, two vote and it didn't pass. Um, so they had to like go back to the drawing board and then, I don't, you know, it's, it's the Sonoma city council. It's uh, if you guys are listening, I love the work you do, but uh, do a better job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Sam, you said something really interesting. You talked about smoke taint. Ah, yes. How long has it been since we've talked about regular wine issues? How, <laughs> how do the fields look? What's going on? Uh, what, you know, what's happening yeah. for this year? What are the plans? Because we've gotten so far off and it started right. with smoke taint and the fires and the virus and all of that. Right. I mean, you know, I, the thing is, John, is people are still assessing the wines that they made in 2020 um, to find out if there is, if there is damage, um, you know, and, and it's, it's degrees of, uh, you know, there's nothing that's perfect. It's just degrees of like, you know, acceptable levels of imperfection. I think looks like Bart's going to go pull a sample right now. Um, I think he's going to go grab some Malbec for us. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, the interesting thing is I've tasted a bunch, you know, and then we'll move off of smoking, but I've tasted a bunch of stuff of 2020 and some of it is, you know, clearly damaged. Um, but none of it is damaged to the level of like the 2017 fruit that we harvested from, you know, vineyards that were surrounded by fire. And, um, you know, that was really obvious and, and really bad. Um, these wines for the most part are like, yeah, maybe there's something there. Maybe it'll come out later. Um, you know, the thing that, that I keep coming back to in these, in these conversations is, you know, I'm fairly traumatized by the 2017 experiences, you know, it, it, the way those wines smelled evoked all of the, you know, psychological trauma straight up that came from dealing with those fires in 17. So now when I taste these wines, I have a hard time sort of like pulling my emotional reaction uh, out of sort of the, the objective um, evaluation of the wine. And so I don't know, you know, and I taste these wines and, and you know, I think Jasmine's had a similar response where, um, you know, it takes you back to tasting those wines in January of 2018 and, and how bad they were. But other people who didn't go through that taste the wines and don't have the same reaction. So is it that we're hypersensitive? Is it that it's purely a, a psychological thing and there really isn't anything wrong with those wines? Um, so it, it's, it's, um, it's, All right, I'll say yes. It, 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 it's interesting, <laughs> Sam, because, you know, you and I got a chance to walk um, Rossi a number of times this year. 
um, during the different levels of snow smoke. And, and we always would kind of question that, like, are you tasting anything? And, and, and we would comment about, well, you know, but then in our mind, we're looking for it. And I think by the time of after the glass fire where it had, it had fully been tainted, there was no doubt at that point that there was something that had gone on. But early, you know, something had been, it had been affected. But, but earlier on, I, I think it was as much as what we were reading into it as what was there, you know. Um, so I, I, I think there's a lot to what you're saying. You know, yeah. it's an emotional response also. Yeah. And so what is Enterprise Vineyard, how do they kick off the new year? What are they doing in the fields right now? Um, you know, there's, there's starting to prune. Um, you know, that's, a with the amount of vineyards that we have to prune and, and, you know, sort of the trusted crew of people who are allowed to prune, um, you know, that's a three month process. Um, so that's happening. And, and, you know, even if it's not raining when it's, when it's wet, like it's been and foggy and stuff like that, you don't really want to prune. So you kind of look for those sunny days. Um, so that's happening. Um, you know, it is definitely like a, a time of year where um, things are a little quieter. They, they took a two-week break, um, you know, over the holidays, just started back yesterday in the vineyards. Um, so it's, it's, it's quiet out there. You know, the biggest thing in this time of year is always uh, erosion control um, and, you know, making sure that our our erosion fail safes are up to snuff and so after every rainstorm even like yesterday's hour-long sort of downpour you go and you, you check the places that you have um concerns about any any new development any like road construction things like that places that are sort of vulnerable to to erosion um so that's you know that's always sort of paramount um and then you know also evaluating again, evaluating 2020, 2020 grapes and, and 2020 wines. Um, you know, one of the things that I, I believe to be unique about Enterprise Vineyards is, um, you know, I don't know how many growers sit down with a team and taste the way that we do. Um, so, you know, again, our, one of our big Napa projects um, where some people harvested, some people didn't, um, you know, there's been fairly constant meetings with different winemakers and these are all zoom. So everybody's got samples and they're sitting in one place and we're sitting in one place and um, tasting through these wines and having discussions of like, is it, is it good enough to put a vineyard designate on there? Um, and, and if it isn't, um, you know, what do you put on there? If you, if you can't put the vineyard name on it, you're not going to be able to sell it for the same amount. So then, you know, are you going to renegotiate how much you owe on those grapes? So, you know, that's kind of the, the office side of it. And then, you know, your the other office side is, is budgeting, um, you know, the 2021, you know, growing season and, and how much it's going to cost, how much, how much individual properties are, you know, have in the bank to put towards improvements and, you know, um, just like the level of, of farming that's going to go on. Uh, well, it's busy. Hey, by the way, busy. Did, yeah. did you see that uh, Richard Arrowwood sold uh, Emma Pola Creek? I Is just that... heard about it this morning, but evidently, yeah, yeah, he sold Emma Pola. Yeah. yeah, last year he sold Emma Pola Creek, and um, yeah, when he was, was that be, exactly? 
It was I'm sorry. It was over the summer, I guess. I'm yeah, it was saying. over the summer, and yeah. he was going to move to Idaho. Um, you know, I did. spoke with Maureen about it. We talked about there was talk of you know um, trying to throw him some sort of a party, which he didn't really want. But um, but the last I'd heard, they hadn't moved yet. So um, yeah, yeah. So they still in the house on on. Well, on again, this was, I heard they this, sold the house. This was everything. Now four, yeah. yeah, this was four or five months ago, John, that I had, I mean, Sam, that I had heard that he hadn't moved yet. Um, uh, but, um, but yeah, the, uh, the neighbor bought everything, bought the winery and the vineyard. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Wise, right. Being Brian Wise, Wise so. right. Yeah. yeah. Oh. yeah. I, I think they're out of the, I think they're out of the house because oh, I don't even know what this was for. Um, uh, maybe this was, this was some auction planning for moon mountain district and, and maybe it was the tulsa auction i don't even know but the 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 by's team was involved and and it sounded like what they're going to do is use um richard and elise's former house as um you know a farm stay kind of situation and, and have it available to customers so the auction item was going to be um, you know, a weekend stay in that house and then, you know, dinners and tastings and tours and stuff. And of that course, sounds, all that stuff is sounds good. I mean, yeah. we, we used to love Arrowwood way back when. I mean, that was one of the first places that we got. Joan and I got when we were tourists and uh, it, we truly enjoyed it and, and well, really enjoyed going up to the new place in Mafala Creek. And John, you probably haven't been up to to be wise, but they got a real, I like sending people up there. It, not my style of wine. I mean, they're, they're big extracted reds, but um, I think they do a Chardonnay too, but the, um, the tour is, is, is really cool. Cause they, <clears throat> what Brian did is while they were building the house, they were, they were putting in a cave and it was, it wasn't, um, they were going too slow for him. So he threw a bunch more money at it and basically did it himself and and put his he was living in the cave so him and uh, Rhonda were I living in the it. cave so it's like it's like uh, like Bruce Wayne it's like Batman's lair in this cave and it's it's a, like a typical wine cave as you're walking in but then as you get to the back of it then it's all soundproofed and it's got there's it's bedrooms living rooms kitchen I mean the whole deal and then they have these doors in the yeah how cool and it, it like is this. it's a really cool setup and they're the only people i know that have their own barrel maker too i mean what happened with him is he was in the oil industry and he he realized that there was an opportunity for this there was a certain part or something that 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 they needed to um his his company needed and rather than um rather than get his company to do it what he did is he quit he made that part and then sold it to everyone. So the, I mean, they, they have money to, to toss around to buy, <clears throat> to buy their next door neighbors too. But I'm curious to see what they'll do with them, with that house. They, they might, they might even tear it down and put up a new. What a um, waste. Who knows? Tearing stuff down is a waste. Well, because Rhonda, his wife is an interior decorator. So she probably anxious to get her hands on the, <laughs> on the property and knowing you know richard arrowwood probably it's 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 probably got some animals on the wall um, animals can come off the walls though you know yeah <laughs> yeah but i'm sure it's very um male and um 
rustic uh, kind of you know cabiny. Or were we were we in the house when we were up there? No, just no we the, were only at the winery. Winery, yeah. Okay, that is a good episode was to go cool back too. and listen to. Yeah, and yeah. I remember just looking, gazing across the valley at Monte Rosa, and it was red fall, I believe, when we were there, and it was beautiful. What a place, man! Yeah, really, yeah. I really mean, nice. Richard Arrowwood's contribution to not only Sonoma Valley's wine industry, but really California in general is is hard to overstate. Um, you know, going back to being one of the first people to do vineyard designated bottlings uh, at Chateau St. Jean in the seventies. I mean, you know, the things that we sort of take for granted and talk about all the time, and not only on, on this show, but just sort of in our our day-to-day life uh, didn't exist in this, in this industry 40 years ago. Um, So, you know, it's, it's uh, you, you deserved all the praise and, and all the success that he had and deserves a, Happy, peaceful retirement, shooting guns in Idaho. Uh, Absolutely, <laughs> but uh, you know, and, and uh, but it is certainly sad to not have him part of the the Sonoma Valley wine sort of yeah. ecosystem anymore. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, Mike Crumley from Gloria Ferrer, thirty-five years VP of the Vineyard Operations, is retiring too. So they got a spot open over there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Apply for a job. Who who wants um, to apply for it? I, you know, I, I see constellation work work for Maya. Yeah, constellation is looking for a uh, overall portfolio brand manager. Yeah, that's that that's a thankless job. Yeah, I, I understand that, that that portfolio just uh, officially got shrank by like fifty percent uh, last month. So a lot less to uh, to do PR. For. Well, I guess so. Yeah, it, uh, it, no, it would so, be a, it would be a thankless job, Bart. Now on your ass. Now officially, Gallo produces thirty percent of the wine in California. Uh, with the wow, with God. the closing of that of the Constellation Gallo deal. Um, wow. That's that's huge. I mean, you know, look, anybody who is selling grapes to a gallo project um you know they have so much power and leverage when it comes to um you know the prices that they're going to pay and the grape the fruit they're going to take um you know regardless of of wildfire and and virus and and the whole deal that's really the the biggest influence in the great market now in california is is the gallo family and i i was in walmart uh, two days ago, looking for packing peanuts that weren't biodegradable, which I don't. I don't my wife wants to they use were. them. For, no, my wife wants to use them for potting plants. Instead of filling the oh. whole pot up with dirt, you fill the bottom up with those peanuts. Yeah, yeah you do. And the roots kind of grow through. I don't know. So I'm I'm going all over the place trying to find peanuts that aren't biodegradable. And and Walmart was recommended. I went there and walking through the aisles. What do I see? A huge display for the apothecary red. Um, red. Is that, yeah. yeah, apothic really? red, yeah, apothic, yeah, red. apothic, apothic red, yeah, yeah. The apothecary is a dispensary in San Francisco, you, Brian. I, I, think, <laughs> I had just watched an episode of Friends called the Apothecary Table. I think that's where they they try and they have to tell Phoebe that they didn't get it at Pottery Barn because she's anti Pottery Barn. So, uh, and and what's this wine taste like? 
Uh, ask, ask, ask Brene uh, Royal. It's the wine it's, that got her hooked. Yeah, it's it was it was at the time it was the answer to the prisoner, and then they just bought the prisoner. Right, <laughs> right. That's really? the better answer. The answer to yeah. the prisoner at Walmart. Cool. Um, well, I'm sure the prisoners yeah. at Walmart too now. I doubt it. Oh, oh no, it's yeah. there. They'd really have to lock that one up. You know. They don't yeah, it's, Walmart's always fun to go to because you see some you see the definitely the the rainbow of uh, culture <laughs> in our society. Well, I don't even you know <laughs> to be honest, I don't even know where the Walmart is in Sonoma County. It's mostly uh, Santa yeah. Rosa, right? No. Uh, Roner Park, we got one. Roner Park, all right. Yeah. I won't go in them. I, I do not like them. Old yeah. business problems there. Yeah, they're so, tough to deal um, with. <laughs> Sam, if you had a somebody you were selling to and they called up and said, you know, Sam, I know you enjoy selling to us so much. Give us $10,000 as a vendor appreciation. You, you <laughs> Give us 10 grand, would you? Oh, well, how well, much okay. wine are they selling? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, well, but I mean, that they'll that's sell the, a lot. That happens. That happens in the wine business. All you know? the time. Absolutely. It happens all the time. Those big distributors, it's cash or it's prizes or it's trips or it's whatever. It happens all the just time. Straight product. Um, so, yeah. Well, just, yeah. we should all just be glad we're not. You know, the, 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 and not working for them. The interesting <laughs> thing about Walmart is um, they're what, what's the name of the like little town in Arkansas or whatever, Alabama, where Walmart is, Walmart is based oh, Benning, I don't know. Bennington or ben, something ben, like that. Bentonville, Bentonville, Arkansas. Bentonville, yeah. Arkansas. So Bentonville, Arkansas ha- is one of the like sneaky sleeper wine markets in the country because not because of Walmart, but because Walmart realized that in order to attract top tier talent and, and to get, you know, when vendors come to town to try and sell them stuff, they needed a really good like restaurant and wine bar scene in Bentonville, Arkansas. So they put all this money up for like really cool restaurants to open in in Bentonville. So it's one of those places where like it's not on anybody's radar, but you can sell wine to these little restaurants that have a, a captive audience of of you know Walmart ex, you know executives and and you know employees and all these people that are coming from all over the world to go to Bentonville and, and try and get their you know do their deals with with Walmart. So That's, it's Joan just helped put on the Bentonville Art Festival last year and the yeah, film ex- festival ex- exactly. Right? Well, so wait a minute. So here's another one. You know what Bentonville is also famous for? It's a mountain biking mecca. They've got like 150, 175 miles of paved and single track um they've been working on it for like 10 years and that, i'm it's, sure it's all the same phenomenal the same the same uh you know strategy right make yeah. this make this nowhereville town uh cool so people want to come and work and live here right 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 Damn. well don't you don't you guys want to go to dave Chappelle's town where's that yes in ohio and he's he's doing he's doing um, stand up comedy in a cornfield, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm in. I'm sure but that they I'm sure Sam, they need you've some. Never been to Ohio. Take that back. You won't like it. <laughs> I've never been to Ohio. I, I uh, when I was six years old, I was at my uncle's wedding in Cleveland. Oh, there you go. The mistake on the lake. I was the ring bearer. Um, 
That's, that's my only Ohio experience. Um, but I imagine that Dave Chappelle's town probably needs a good dispensary. So maybe they need some Grenache cannabis gummies. There you, go. <laughs> you never know. Is it Grenache, Sam, that they made the gummies out of? It is Grenache. It's steel. It's oh. steel. It's steel plow Grenache, and awesome. and it'll be you know it can't have anything to do with sixteen six hundred, um, but I, I believe the branding is going to uh, not only name the vineyard uh, but also Enterprise Vineyards as the as the grower. And then Paul will get a bunch of sixteen six hundred stickers and put them on all little tins <laughs> on everything. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, Paul. Paul is already. Um, you know, quality controlled the, the first, <laughs> sure. the first batch. <laughs> he should be the, the, that should be his job. Yeah. But the problem is uh, he always thinks the quality is good. Right. <laughs> right. He's, he's, uh, he's experienced, but not necessarily discerning when it comes to these matters. Okay. Hey, I, I'll, I feel I'll that. Post I, it. I think I'm that way with wine sometimes. Yeah, totally. Hey, Sam, well, I got a question. Go Paul, ahead. Paul, po- Paul posted those couple of wines that he had on on New Year's Eve, and I sent him a message like, hey, how were those? And both of them were just in in caps. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and a very late at night they came. Yeah. Well, that was, uh, that was the next day bottles that Phil had opened. You know, Phil and <laughs> Phil, not to throw haul into the bus more than we already have this episode uh phil is basically sort of like social pod with with cayman with robert cayman and and um they have dinner robert and yvonne and and my mom and dad have dinner uh a few nights a week up on the hill um and still open all the crazy bottles so that was uh, the lineup from from that night from their new year's eve was was pretty amazing but uh that that uh, Carm, you know, um, Hansel Cabernet from the '80s uh, was definitely oh, wow. a, a a standout from their lineup. I heard so. Yeah, good. Sam, I had a question we were talking about yesterday, just among friends. What the hell is it like running a tasting house right now in <laughs> California? Well, there's there's not a lot of glasses to polish. Um, nobody to clean up after, except for me. Um, you know, it's it's. Uh, back to where we were in March, April, May, you know, um, the, the calendar is empty, um, except for virtual tastings. I have a few coming up this month. Um, you know, we're the difference being, you know, now we're into January, which is always the slowest month, you know, uh, both for visitation and in sales. Um, so, so for us, it's about, figuring out, you know, kind of tying up all the loose ends from 2020. We're about to launch a new website and, and shift uh, our, our sales platform. So we're trying to like, you know, button up what we have existing so that the, the transition is as smooth as possible. And I think that's, I think, you know, now that we've gotten through the holidays, the holidays was all about shipping. I mean, you know, we had, and, and I know this to be true for other wineries too. Um, you know, we had some days, 30, 40, 50 boxes going out, um, you know, and I was up at, at Reprie in the middle of all that. And, you know, they had their UPS pallet ready to go. They had to pull it out with a forklift, you know, they were shipping out wine. So that was, you know, a- amazing 
Um, my my shipping one. my shipping guy said they had one account that you know two weeks before Christmas came in and dropped them twelve hundred single bottle orders. <laughs> that's that's brutal. We did we did one day. We had somebody call and order sixty five single bottles to be shipped at. That's a lot, man. It's a lot. It's a lot. And you know what? I mean, this is a, a club member who, um, you know, who got free shipping on every single one. Uh, you know, so it was the, the margins were eaten up on that. But uh, at the same time, um, you know, there was 64 new people who got a bottle of 16600 in their hands. Um, and and most of them landed. We only had a couple of returns. Uh, so, you know, there was uh, it was it was a wild time. The two weeks leading up to, you know, Christmas Eve, basically, um, we were, everybody was, was, was busy. Um, and so, you know, that, that time really ate up the first few weeks of this current lockdown. And, and frankly, you know, if we hadn't been locked down and had customers coming at the same time, it would have been even crazier. Uh, not that we wouldn't have, you know, the good kind of crazy that we'd have been happy to have, but um, you know, it allowed us to focus on, on the shipping and, and do it with a, you know, high level of, of success and accuracy. Um, but now, now it's kind of a, a, and I think sort of industry wide kind of regroup, take a deep breath, figure out marketing strategies for, for 2021 and, and, you know, kind of put the plan together um and wait for whatever reopening looks like you know i think obviously what tomorrow was supposed to be the day that they were the ninth Ninth. that that they were gonna um that they were gonna reopen that's that's not gonna happen um the bay area is at a so you know whatever these numbers mean you know they won't reopen until we're at 15 percent capacity in the icu Uh, much of the state is like at you know, 110% or more of their ICU capacity. Um, so we're in the Bay Area at like seven or eight, I think. The yeah, so, came out so a little over seven. Um, which is, you know, I mean, so there's some hospital beds, thank goodness. But, um, you know, I don't think it's going to be a, a month or two is my guess um, before we can kind of get back to, uh, I'm sure, outdoor-only tastings. Um until whatever the next stage of whatever happens um when we have a big vaccination party everybody gets a a shot and then we pass the bottle around pass the joint and start hugging each other i'm not really sure what the what that looks like uh but um well sam jasmine and i will have we'll get the um vaccination we're in uh 1b for food service so we're we're pretty close actually all right oh are you really yeah yeah I was surprised myself, but it makes sense. I mean, where do those numbers come from, Brian? Uh, COVID19.ca.gov. Um, you can go there and, you know, or you, can, or you can listen to Gavin Newsom and him and his odd hand gestures and every other, and thing, he's, every other thing he says is in real time. In real time. <laughs> in that real rasp- time. That, that voice, raspy he, voice. He, he wasn't, his voice didn't used to be that raspy, was it? Um, uh, it, it was higher before. Now it's gotten lower and raspier. Lower and raspier. Yeah. It was more. It was more gray in that perfectly coiffed hair of his. Yeah. 
<laughs> but I just got a text about an hour ago telling me because I've been furloughed again. Right. Um, and I was I was sort of expecting to be off until March and and honestly was was fine with that. Um, but I just got a text that said that I'm coming back Friday and Saturday a week from so next week. I'm going to come back two days a week to do to do what? Basically, you know, the occupancy is real low at the hotel. So you are you're there in case someone needs something. I mean, someone has to be there if someone wants a glass of wine or wants to order food to their room or you have to have someone that can make that happen. So, so there's a skeleton staff in the kitchen and skeleton staff on the floor. Yeah, it'll be, yeah. It's a one, a one chef. So you have one cook and then, and I'm assuming I'll be the bartender so that you can make a drink or pour a glass of wine. And then also you can just step away and go deliver food to a room if you have to. Hell, let's go out there, Sam. No, don't. <laughs> Prize bartender. No, no. No, I mean, we're in this thing here in Sonoma where, like, you know, it's January, so all the restaurants are, like, taking the month off, uh, which I don't blame them all at all, but all of a sudden, you know, this, like, vibrant to-go takeout world that we had for the last eight or nine months is, like, you know, Valley is closed for a couple weeks, Wit and Wisdom is closed. How is Valley, Sam? I haven't heard anything other at all it, it's I, I think they're doing a great job um you know the, the menu is is constantly refreshed you know they sort of have their their standards um but they're you know keep it really interesting with with different different sort of setups with it um the wine list is awesome um and you know and they're they're look going into the spot where the harvest moon was really right big shoes to fill big shoes to fill in this town um and they've they've risen to the challenge um you know their their cuisine is very different um their wine list is very different but uh, it's it's really uh it's all good stuff though it's all good stuff yeah yeah. and it's um and it you know it was fresh flavors and and style and voices and uh, in Sonoma, which, you know, say what you will about what we got, it, it needed, you know, we, we needed something new and interesting. And, and they definitely um, have risen to that challenge. And the same goes for Wit and Wisdom. You know, it's a, a much bigger kind of deal, corporate deal. This is the new restaurant at the the lodge, the Renaissance Lodge at Sonoma out there and on Broadway across from across from Broadway Market and Friedman Brothers. Um, but and it's it's a Michael Mina restaurant. Um, and the food there has been, has been really good also. Um, and you know, did a, did a really good job with the to go thing. Um, but what do you hear I, about Taub family outpost? I have not heard a thing about them either, Sam. You know, I, um, in fact, I had lunch there from, from there yesterday for, for me, um, when you're on the plaza and you work on a, in a plaza near, you know, adjacent business, um, the options for lunch are, can be kind of limited, um, you know, especially with, you know, no Whole Foods hot bar anymore. Right. Um, so having something that is, you know, I can order online and go to the window and pick it up and walk back to my office in five minutes um, has been good. The, the food is really good. You know, I haven't really gone in and explored the wine that much. The, the Taub family um, is a big importer, uh, Palm Bay Imports. Um, so 
what I've seen so far is, is most of the stuff on their on their shelf is from the family import business, um, right. and they're not and they're not like the super high end importer necessarily. Um, so you know, it's it it's probably good to have a little more variety in Sonoma. It's not necessarily a place where you know my first choice to go buy a couple bottles. Um, you know, I'd much rather go to to valley or you know go see todd or something like that so but the food is good the food is good the menu is a little bit limited especially if you don't eat gluten um but the food is the food is good and it's good to have another option that's for sure well and john, I, do, john, I just you haven't heard those oh well yes, I, Brian. john go to the bike and you can listen to uh sandra and i's show with martin from Tob family outpost Learn about the and, whole operation. No, he's, he's, and, and he's like the Mina. general manager guy. Yeah. Oh, or, or you can go listen to our show with Michael Mina. Yeah. <laughs> he's kind of a big deal. Which we, Sandra and I are on hiatus. I don't know if Ed has said anything to you guys, but we did our last show um, the other day. So what, is, what does that mean? You're, fur, you're furloughed. You're on hiatus. Uh, he's got a podcast. You're free as a bird. Uh, yeah. Basically, my Mondays are free. Your yeah. Mondays are free. All right, well, good. We can open up the dates that we can record a little bit. That's right. Yeah. Is, um, go ahead, Sam. And I was wondering to chat. How is Sandra? I know she's, she is, she's, it's been she, tough for her. Yeah. She just needs a little break. So, yeah. so she's going to get to do that. Good. And, and I was totally fine with that. So, so I, Sam, I can't I even imagine back. what it's like, you know. Yeah. Right. Um, Sam, I heard back from Carlo Mondavi. Um, he's oh, good. In, he'll he'll be back in the states in two weeks. So um, you know, I I'd rather be um, snowboarding through my vineyard in Italy oh also rather than talking to us on a on a Zoom call. But um, so we'll get him on and talk about the uh, tractor. You guys ordered one, is that right? We we have you know it should be delivery in in late summer fall 2021 um yeah. so yeah we'll we're gonna try one out uh but yeah the you know Braden had a great time skiing in Mayakamas a couple of years ago but that was nothing compared to the snowboarding in in three feet of powder or whatever he was doing in that vineyard in, in Italy and like built a kicker and and the whole deal I'm like yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't plus you know it was his girlfriend is there. I would stay there as long as I possibly could. Not like yeah. the COVID situation is any better there or whatever, but um, right. at least you can go snowboarding in your vineyard. <laughs> and Bart, it just looks really spacious in your um, winery now. I know. It's, um, I mean, so it looks yes. like we need to do some sort of like, uh, I don't know, bring some motorbikes well, over there. Well, no, so, so check it out. What, do what some drifting. Steve talked about. <laughs> What Steve talked about, I'm going to walk back here, is we need to get a band in here and reproduce the wall, right? Oh, I mean, it looks God. like the wall from the wall. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, uh, yeah. So, we you know, we were, we, we were, <laughs> all we are, uh, we were talking about it before we went on that Cindy, uh, Cindy has moved Passaggio down to Treasure Island, Um and uh, moved her production and her tasting facility down there. So she's in San Francisco. And so half of the space became open. And um, Jamie Kutch uh, is supposed to be moving in in about a week. 
So Jamie is a Pinot and Chard producer. Um, he, he's, a, he's from the East Coast and uh, he worked at somewhere, a couple places in Burgundy, I believe, and worked for a number of, um, of serious um, Pinot producers here in the States and started his own brand a while back. I think he does 2,000, 2,500 cases, um, almost all Sonoma Coast stuff. Um, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that we'll have him on the show here in the next couple weeks. Um, maybe have him and Steve Law on again, and um, we can all get to know each other a little bit by way of the, uh, the podcast. So. Yeah, he's, he's a really good guy. And, and him and Joanna Wells, who used to be his assistant winemaker, would come in and sit at the bar at the Girl in the Fig. And, I, you know, I, I haven't had a lot of his wines. Um, the ones I've had have been really good, but more, more is just a person. He's just, he's just a cool cat. Yeah. Did we, have we interviewed Joanna Wells or was that like going back to the Wayback Machine to a KSVY show? What was her, what's her what's her personal label? I can't even remember, but I was the first one to buy it at the Girl in the Fig. Her and at the time it was her fiance. And it, I loved it because it was Syrah that was the closest vineyard from my house. So it's over Model here. Farm. Model, Model Farm. Farm. That's right. Yeah. And um, that's and she they, was the one you told me about. You introduced me to her. She she hand stomped her own grapes she, she picked they did everything the they That's tended it. the vineyard they picked it That's they it. crushed it they bottled it they sold it they, i mean from it's it's unusual yeah it's like from start to finish they were the ones that did everything with the wine so it's kind of cool but yeah that must have been a that must have been a it what was. was the name it, it was in the, in the herded through the in the, the vine country in the vine country with yeah. john myers and david Jeez. cook yeah the, well yeah. Ooh. yeah. Hey, hey wait that. a minute. That's, it was uh, John Myers and somebody and, else. And somebody else. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cancel, cancel. Oh shit, man. That's coming up too. I I have no idea what I would do. Oh good lord. No, we can't even go there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. If you, you want to know what we're talking about, you can probably find it on Google. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't need to be repeated. No. Yeah. All right. So well, so, cool. yeah, talk about speaking of Sonoma man. City Council. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, so, yeah, Brian, our, our space is empty. It's very, probably very echoey today, um, but it sounds like he's going to be moving in next week. I, I told him I'd be happy to um, help him move some stuff in with and uh, get my forklift, forklift skills back a little bit. You know, Bart, I'm, I'm assuming that he's got some pretty cool equipment. Well, uh, I mean, he apparently he does apparently he has these little modular systems steve has seen them i have not where he has his tanks and his tanks are all connected together and they have a central cooling unit and stuff it um so we'll learn all about that i mean really cool equipment i mean everybody's you got to kind of have a crusher and you got to have a press and um you know some pumps and some bulldog pups and i i mean yeah but his has got like flames on it uh, well, that's that's a whole nother thing. I I have I, you know, um, I mean, yeah. I have seen some pictures of him driving a pretty cool car. So um, you know, maybe he's actually a car guy with a wine problem, right? Never heard of that. Yeah, boom! That just <laughs> yeah. dropped totally off. <laughs> no, the good like, thing is Bart. You know, he's making Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. 
you get to use his equipment when you bring in cabins in a month later. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that is something that's convenient is that we are all going to be, it helps with the spacing, you know, at least we're not all trying to do, um, you know, cabin November. So, right. Yeah, and, you know, they have three wineries who start to compete for crush days and, you know, yeah. when fruit's coming in and stuff like that definitely becomes a, a logistical um, puzzle, a little Rubik's Cube, a yeah. little Rubik's Cube yeah. in that big, that big empty box you got. So. All right, I got a question for you guys. So we're going to bottle my Roussan in March and you guys were talking about sending out single bottles, Sam, all those single bottles. Have, have you ever heard of anyone that said you got to buy like three or six? Oh yeah. hundred percent. For sure. You, you know, you can put a minimum purchase and put a maximum purchase. Um, but you know, uh, do the max. Right. Cause that well, suggests people will go beyond <laughs> the minimum. Really? Yeah. Well, I guess the question, Brian is what are you wondering? I mean, oh, so I just don't want to be sending out a bunch of one and two bottle shipments. But are you going to be willing to not get those sales? Well, that's why I'm asking you guys is what do you think the the I mean, if you're not stupid like us and don't give everybody free shipping, uh, it doesn't really matter. Right. I mean, it's other than it just being a pain in the butt. Um, you know, if you're charging somebody what it actually costs to ship and I don't know if anybody's looked at shipping rates right now. They're crazy. Um, But, you know, if somebody is willing to pay $20 to have a single bottle of of Roussan shipped to them and not very far away, uh, then let them have it. Um, You know, know, it's a $50 bottle, right? Isn't that what you're you're talking about? So what makes sense then is like, look, it's flat rate shipping. You're going to pay $20 for one bottle and you're going to pay $20 for three bottles, uh, you might as well buy three bottles. That's, I mean, that's the, seriously, uh, you know, that's, that's the strategy with it. Like if, if it's, I mean, you're buy two bottles for a hundred bucks and pay $20 shipping on it, as opposed to buying one bottle for 50 bucks and then pay $20 shipping on it. Uh, it's, it's like no brainers. I mean, you know, allocations are usually set, Brian, where you, only have so much and you don't want somebody coming in, you know, you want to, you want to send it out to a bunch of people. So you say you can only buy up to six bottles, right? Um, that's different than when you're talking about, you're talking about like telling people they can't buy one bottle of wine. Yeah. Well, because I only having one wine, it just seems like a pain in the ass. Like, and people want to support you because they want to support you. So they'll be like, Oh yeah, we'll I, take a bottle. I, but it's like, I hey, think you're getting on. into the business for the wrong reason then. <laughs> <laughs> look i don't have a tasting room where i'm going to invite people in and make them feel good it's it's just you're going to get the wine i i, I fully support it i fully support it brian i mean oh. i was thinking six 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 it's, I, and, look, you know do they make it, boxes that just hold six bottles instead of 12 oh yeah mm-hmm. right so multiples of six i mean you know, I, I think for an inaugural release, um, you could at least go and, you know, say, here's, here's your strategy. It's $50 a bottle. This is this first one's free, Brian. Um, right. 
it's so if it's fifty dollars a bottle, a six pack is three hundred dollars, right? Yeah. So tell people uh, on the initial release, it's buy six bottles and you get your shipping waived, or buy six bottles and instead of two hundred and three hundred dollars, it's two hundred and fifty, something like that. And then and you know do the first push that way, and then when you have whatever you have left, you can go down to like allowing people to buy singles and, and doubles and stuff like that. And promo code for the podcast listeners is Sam told me to. Right, Sam, <laughs> Sam sent me. Sam sent me. <laughs> Am I allowed to do that? <laughs> I don't know. Are you asking me? Sure. <laughs> If, you can you can buy a bottle of Brian's wine as long as you buy six bottles of my wine first. <laughs> yeah, if you buy eleven, if you buy eleven bottles of Sam's wine, um, he'll he'll ship your wine. Yeah, Brian. Yeah, exactly. Uh, kind of like uh, Jim Reichart. You know, he's delivering the ducks, but he'll throw the cheese on there for free let yeah. save everybody on the shipping costs exactly exactly that's what you should do buy buy some duck get a bottle of Roussan. <laughs> it'd probably be it'd probably be a good pairing actually the way that the way that you've made that Roussan with the, you know is, is sort of a little richer savory style that you know that long alivage i could see that with a little duck comfy yeah sounds good to me all right Expensive toasty oak. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, are we just all shell shocked or what? <clears throat> There's a damn yeah. good reason to be. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll drop there, a couple man. more things. I'll drop a couple more things, and then we can go. I talked to a buddy of mine who works in the barrel side of it, and he's going through this stress right now. Of last year, um, his customers. They have, they never filled between 30 and 60% of their barrels. Wow. So Brian, and so um, he's trying to figure out how he's going to sell the same amount of barrels, you know, sell as budgetary barrels when there's that many um, kind of interesting concept um, to have to go through. So um, yeah, nobody put, nobody filled up, you know, if you have wine that you're, that you suspect is, is smoke tainted. Uh, you can't put it into a brand new barrel because if nope. it is, you never use that barrel again. So if you paid, you know, a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars for a barrel, it's sitting. There, you know, you go to any winery right now, and there's uh, tons of brand new barrels still wrapped in plastic with the cardboard on the end, and um, yeah. that's the, the way it's going to be for at least you know for a year to let that sort of backlog. Yeah, amazing. Oh, so yeah, another little ripple. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, All right, John Myers. See you, kids. Be good. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Why? What do you want? Oh, nothing. I just thought you were gonna do your do the. Thought you were gonna do the wrap up. Well, we got. Do we have any shout outs? I'm sure there was some that I could think of, but I can't think of any right now. Brian, you're the shout out king. Brian's got nothing. Man, I've been at home. <laughs> right. Got nothing to shout out. Shout out to Mr. Clean and yeah. shout out to uh, whoever made our dishwasher. Swiffers. <laughs> yeah. Swiffers. Oh man, I General. do laundry and clothes and Swiffers. And yeah, it's it's a kick-ass yeah. fun time, man. What can I say? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. All right, shout cheers, out to gentlemen. All the people buying wine still. 
Until you yeah, absolutely. Yeah, That's yeah happy new thing. year. Happy new year. Buy more wine. Give up on your dry January. It's it's overrated. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry. It, it'll, it, it'll be don't gone be a instantaneously. Quitter. Yeah. I don't, instantly. I don't think there's a lot of dry January. Uh, if you're doing dry January and you listen to our podcast, send us a message. Tell us why. Right. <laughs> I don't think I don't think there's a lot of dry January among among the winemakers podcast listening base, but I could be wrong. Let us know. Let us know. Shout out to everybody who gave up on dry January yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Uh, we could use, you know what? I think we lost a, um, we lost a, uh, a star on our uh, Apple uh, reviews. Oh, there really? Was 100 and, there was 101 and like 97 of them are five star. And now there's only 100. So I, someone took their review down, it looks like. I'm not really sure. Um, but, but you know what? But we could use some more reviews because I looked at some of our uh, friends that have podcasts and they're newer than we are and they have almost as many reviews as we have. So uh, if you guys haven't reviewed us out there, we could use, uh, use a little love. Uh, truthful All right, or not. maybe we got to start doing the the millennial thing. So when we sign on, at first we'll be like, "All right, smash that like button, give us a review, give us five, the thumbs up." Five stars only. Five stars only. Right. <laughs> smash that like button. <laughs> Promo code. <laughs> uh, you can send us an email. We're always uh, curious about your ideas for the show questions we'll continue our questions um uh you have some guests that you want us to uh, or just guess (laughs) (laughs) well we promise we'll have a guest for you next week (laughs) so you don't have to go through this (laughs) (laughs) hey truth be told i said hey this is a good week to take off i mean i think if there was any you know any time where people would go yeah i get it um, this week would have been the week but um but it's good to see you guys. Yeah, you, you know, <laughs> violent insurrections or not, the wine, the winemakers podcast will deliver. I, I guess so. <laughs> you know, I could just hit delete when we're all done. Maybe that's the best thing to do. We could have another lost episode. <laughs> kind of like Abby Hoffman steal this book. Delete this episode. That's the name of this episode. Delete this episode. Do not listen. <laughs> I think you got you're on to something there, Sam. You're gonna double your uh, participation right there. Yeah, exactly. Do not well, listen. To- yeah. Burn after listening. Right. All right. Take your take your Peace iPhone. Love everybody. Thanks for listening. Really appreciate Happy it. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, man. All right. All right.